I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello, Rush Nation, and welcome to the Five Yard Dynasty Show. Week four is in the books, and I cannot believe that we're pretty much a quarter of the way through the fantasy season. I mean, I can't believe how quickly it has been going. It's been an absolute whirlwind, but really enjoying the season so far, despite the Bengals being absolutely terrible. So let's get to it and review week four. So let's have a look at the top scorers this week. So at quarterback, back in the elite tier, once again, it's been a while, uh, not at all this season he's been there, but QB1, Josh Allen with 36.5 fantasy points. QB2 putting in a great performance, the rookie Anthony Richardson, thankfully back from his concussion now, and he scored 29.6 fantasy points. And then QB3, Lamar Jackson at 28.1 fantasy points. At running back, running back one, the legend himself, Christian McCaffrey, off that fantastic performance, 48.7 PPR fantasy points. Running back two, David Montgomery coming back from his injury. There were questions about how much use he was going to get. Well, he got a lot of use, something we'll discuss a little bit later. He got 34.1 fantasy points. And running back three, back into elite territory for the first time this season, Josh Jacobs at 27.9 PPR fantasy points. Looking at wide receiver, wide receiver one this week, AJ Brown with 38.5 fantasy points PPR. Wide receiver two, Stefan Diggs, obviously coupling up with Josh Allen, who was there at QB1, 36 PPR fantasy points. And then wide receiver three, having a storm of a week, Nico Collins at 35.8 PPR fantasy points. 
Interesting at the tight end position again this week. You know, these touchdowns really seem to make a massive difference. So tight end one, Cole Komet, got two touchdowns, finishing with 27.6 PPR fantasy points. Tight end two, Mark Andrews, uh, 25 PPR points. And then tight end three, a massive surprise because you wouldn't necessarily expect this guy from his team, Jonu Smith, 15.5 PPR fantasy points. I think a lot of people are disappointed to not see that being um, Kyle Pitts. So not too much big news this week. A few injuries, but nothing too major or season ending, which is really nice, uh, unlike the first few weeks of the season. Some of the biggest ones to talk about, T Higgins suffered a broken rib. A lot of that is going to be about pain management. Obviously, he is in a contract year, so I think there's a chance he may sit out until he is fully healed but not totally sure there. He probably will, I reckon, miss at least one to two weeks. So it will give Tyler Boyd a little bit of a boost. He does get a much higher um, target share when T. Higgins is out. The issue, obviously, we have this season is the Bengals' offence has been pretty terrible. The only guy, or wide receiver anyway, aside from that kind of blow-up fantasy performance in week two by T. The only guy really that's been relevant has been uh, Jamar Chase and that's because they've been scheming him touches. Um, you know, that the offence has scored, managed to score three touchdowns over um, the space of four games and it's looking just stale and really quite terrible. Obviously, I think a lot of this is based on Burrow's calf injury, which he is struggling through at the moment. There's been a lot of discussions about should they be sitting him or should they be playing him? Ultimately, he's going to play this week. I mean, this is a must win at this point. You know, I think if they lose this week, pretty much the playoff hopes are, are all but gone. And maybe at that point they might look to sit him. But I think he's going to try and play through up to the bye week. It's been really tough kind of dealing with this Bengals offence, um, you know, this fantasy season because they are vastly underperforming. Joe Burrow is struggling with that injury and I, I wouldn't feel wholly comfortable in putting just plugging him into lineups at this point. I think if I had any other options, then I would probably look to start them over Burrow. Having said that, he has said that this week he's feeling the best he has done so far, but I think I would want to see that on the field before I plug him straight in again. Other injuries to note. So uh, Kenny Pickett has suffered a, a knee injury. It's expected to be out probably a couple of weeks. Um, how much this kind of affects this offense, I'm not totally sure. I mean, next to the Bengals, they are also one of the worst offenses in, in football uh, this season. Obviously, Mitch Trubisky will take over. I don't think there's probably a massive kind of change for his receivers moving from Pickett to uh, Trubisky. I generally don't like this offence very much at all for fantasy this season, so I'd be avoiding them anyway. Um, I don't think I would be wanting to plug and play any guys. Obviously, the, the one that you could do would be George Pickens. Mike Evans did suffer a, a hamstring tweak. Now, obviously, they're on bye this week, so hopefully he won't miss any time. Um, if he does, then Trey Palmer, you know, the wide receiver three, um, he may get a boost, so worth having a look and see if he's on waivers or if he is on your taxi squad because he may be useful um, at some point over the next couple of weeks. Don't forget, week five, bye weeks are now upon us. The Chargers, Buccaneers, 
Browns and Seahawks um, are all on by this week. So that will affect your team. So, so take a look, see who you can um, pop in there um, as replacements while they're on their buy. So let's have a look at who we've got as stock up and stock down this week. So stock up, based on his week four performance, that has to be Derek Henry. He had a vintage Derrick Henry performance against my Bengals this week with 122 rushing yards on 22 attempts, a rushing touchdown and, of course, a passing touchdown to finish it all off and uh, add to my embarrassment. And he finished as a running back seven on the week. Prior to this game, Henry had been struggling so far this season. I think kind of same with, with the Titans offence. He had been losing stats to Tajay Spears. Of course, I spoke about Henry in the stock down category last week. But obviously with this game, it has to have bumped back up a little bit. Um, and up until this game, he had posted negative rush efficiency as well. But obviously this all changed in this game. I personally think unless you are a, an absolute contender, I think this is the perfect sell high opportunity here. You know, he's shown that he's not dust and he can still do it. And he may be valuable for a contending team. So I would be trying to sell him on the back of this great performance um, because I think ultimately his time uh, with the Titans is coming to an end. And I think Tajay Spears is going to take over probably next season. Uh, and although he is obviously King Henry and he's fantastic, I do think his kind of fantasy um, relevant uh, times are coming to a close. So if you want to sell him, this is now your chance. So obviously, David Montgomery finished as a running back too this week. Um, he has been off injured, but he had this absolute monster week coming off injury and he has to be in the stock up category. There were questions coming back from the injury as to what kind of role, you know, who's going to have in this offence. I think while he was out with the injury, there were hopes that Jameer Gibbs would kind of start to take over this backfield a little bit, you know, as that first round rookie. We're hoping to see something from him. But I think, you know, his skill set is, is very different to Montgomery's. Um, and he is a smaller back. So I think they like having Montgomery as this kind of big bruiser, um, you know, runner, and then um, having Gibbs coming in and doing the receiving work. They don't trust him in in uh, third down pass protection situations. So I think that doesn't help him. You know, he has been having some uh, rushing work, but I think they like Monty as that lead kind of rusher, really. This week, Monty played on 71% of snaps and he had a 71% opportunity share, resulting in 121 yards, three rush touchdowns and a running back to performance. Monty is definitely here to stay in this backfield. And I do think ultimately both running backs will have fantasy value throughout this season. But where David Montgomery has been kind of drafted, you know, in this offseason, I do think obviously he is going to have more value based on his ADP versus Jameer Gibbs. I think we're getting very excited about Jameer Gibbs and I think he's going to be a fantastic fantasy running back, you know, at some point. But I don't think this is quite his time yet and Monty is going to keep getting quite a bit of work here. I didn't think I'd be talking about this guy at all to be honest but nevertheless this week stock up has to be Zach Wilson. You know until this week the Zach Wilson experiment mark two had been an absolute complete disaster but we did see a glim glimmer of hope. The Kansas City defence granted it didn't perform quite as well as they have done so far this season but I do think Wilson also made some good plays on the night. He's had 
in this game, the highest completion percentage of a season of 72%, and obviously three for 245 yards and two touchdowns. The other thing to think about is that he faces the Broncos this week, whose defence is historically bad, and also we saw how great Justin Fields looked as a thrower. So I do think if he can stack back-to-back good weeks, I would be looking to move him at this point, particularly to a QB needy team whilst he's got some value. He's not going to have long-term value. We know that Aaron Rodgers is coming back. I don't see him as a starter long-term in the NFL. So I think you've got to sell, sell, sell while you can. Another stock-up guy looking at a quarterback. I don't think anybody expected this guy to have played as well as he has done so far this season. That's Josh, Josh Dobbs of the Arizona Cardinals. And quietly, he's been having a really nice fantasy season. When the Cardinals released Colt McCoy, I think everyone thought that they were going to be focused on tanking for Caleb, getting that 101. But they've been super feisty and Dobbs has been leading the charge on offence. In the past three weeks, he's finished as a QB4, the QB16 and the QB6. And he posted over 20 fantasy points in two of those three weeks. I do think based on his performances so far this season, he is a, a fantasy starter, mainly in your Superflex QB, you know, two QB leagues. And I do think you can pop him into your QB two slot at this time. Now, you know, we know Dobbs historically has been uh, kind of a, a backup, career backup. But I do think if you're really, really desperate at QB this week and you just need him as a fill-in for a buy or something like that, he may be on waivers. Otherwise, he's, you know, he could be a, a cheap option that can help you out in kind of start spots uh, this season. So good on you, Josh Jobs. I hope you continue to perform well uh, because it's quite fun to see this feisty Arizona uh, offense. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's have a look at a few stock down players. Now, this player is a little bit similar to one that I discussed um, a couple of weeks ago. This is Jamar Chase. Now, he is a, obviously an extreme talent. I love the guy. He's on the Bengals. Of course, I'm going to. Um, and I'm not saying that he is going to be stocked down for any period of time. But I do think in the very, very short term, there is a buy window on Jamar Chase. This Bengals offense is struggling. And as a result, so is Jamar. After being drafted as the number two fantasy wide receiver in startups this off, off season, he's performed and posted a wide receiver one performance in only one game so far this season. 
They're trying to scheme him open. They're trying to scheme him touches. But unfortunately, the dysfunction of the offence has just made this a, a complete struggle. Like I said earlier, they've only scored three touchdowns this whole season, which is also affecting his fantasy output. Because obviously, as well as not having the yards, he's, he's not getting the uh, touchdowns either. Burrow's injured and this injury is going to linger and take time to recover. I do think if Chase is on a contender in your league, like I said, I think this could be your opportunity for a buy window. If you're interested in having him on your team, uh, this is the chance to go and approach the owner, as I say, particularly if they're a contender, because while his production is disappointing, that he's not contributing enough to help them win a championship. So they may be willing to sell him on to you for another wide receiver, let's say like a Keenan Allen plus. Obviously, you'll need to be adding some picks because Burra, uh, because Jamar is, you know, extremely valuable. But if they can get something back that will contribute, I think they, they might be willing to do that. So I would be looking at seeing if I could approach them and, and uh, buy him if I'm interested. Stock down, another stock down player, Jahan Dodson. Um, there was loads of excitement around him this offseason that, you know, this is going to be his breakout year. And I do think he's talented. Obviously, he was, you know, he went in the first round of the, the NFL draft. But unfortunately, so far, kind of through four games of this say, this season, in terms of fantasy, this has just not really been the case. We know his role on the team. He's a clear wide receiver too, only behind Terry McLaurin. Um, and over the past four games, he has been on the field for the majority of the snaps with a root participation of over 72% in every game. And in actually three of those four games, his root participation was over 90%. He just doesn't seem to be giving us much fantasy value at this point. Howell is spreading the ball around more than expected. And despite 25 targets, he's only amassed 110 yards and one touchdown. This has resulted in him having wide receiver 46 81, 83 and 28 performances. So really poor and he just isn't a reliable fantasy starter at this time. Now, I think ultimately he is, you know, further down the line, probably going to become more reliable. But at this time, he just isn't. So I don't think I could slot him into my teams, um, you know, without even kind of questioning it at this point. So the next two players I'm going to talk about are actually on the same offence. And I think, unfortunately, they're not quite being utilised as we hoped. And I think some of this is is potentially kind of um, scheming and play calling. And I think some of this, unfortunately, is the quarterback situation. So I'm going to start here with Drake London. There was obviously a lot, I think, quite a reasonable bit of excitement about this Atlanta offence during the offseason. There were question marks around Desmond Ridder, but with all the weapons that they had and Arthur Smith at the helm, I think people thought that this could be a fun and explosive team. And we know that London is a talented player. He's shown that on the field before. But unfortunately, the passing game has been quite a struggle with Ridder at the helm. And I think it was a really classic example, you know, that that Jags game this weekend it was just so, so tough. And aside from Bijan, Arthur Smith, he just doesn't seem to be utilising London and Pitts um, enough for to make them reliable fantasy options. And I think there's a lot of disappointment about that in the fantasy community. London was drafted as the wide receiver 23 in startup drafts this offseason. But unfortunately, he's only exceeded this ADP once this season. So, so far, week one, he laid a goose head and got no points. Wide receiver 110. Then he finished wide receiver 21, wide receiver 79 and wide receiver 31 over the past four weeks. His wide receiver 21 and 31 finishes 
have only been in games where he's got a touchdown. So, you know, I do think he's talented, but while Ridder is at the helm, again, I just don't see him as a, a reliable fantasy asset that I can plug and forget. You know, I think a lot of it's going to be matchups and do we feel brave enough to fit him in or, or are we going to have to start him because there are bye weeks? The other guy, I think he's been even more of a disappointment than Drake London this season, that's Cal Pitts. You know, to say there's been disappointment about him throughout the whole of the fantasy community is, is an understatement. And it's nothing to do with his talent. We know Carl Pitts is immensely talented, but unfortunately he's only had 11 receptions over four games so far, and he's had no touchdowns. There has been periods when he hasn't always looked quite right, so I think there is po the possibility that there are some lingering issues with that knee that he had problems with at the end of last season. But Arthur Smith also seems reluctant to utilise him because, you know, as we saw this week, Jonu Smith actually had um, a better fantasy tight end performance than Carl Pitts this season. He is extremely talented and I do think he'll bounce back eventually, but I'm not totally sure whether that will be this season. For me, until further notice, unfortunately, he's a bench. Um, and I, I just, you know, Previously has been the Titan three in Dynasty, and at this point, I, there's no way I can um, rank him that highly at this point until he shows that he, he can actually do it, or that he's receiving enough volume, yards, and touchdowns to kind of show that. So my favourite segment of of every week is is rookie watch. I love to look and see what these rookies have been doing, um, and have a look at some of the su successes that we've had. The first guy I want to catch up about again this week. We did discuss him a little bit last week. That was Devon A. Chain. Um, I was really interested just to see how the Dolphins would involve him in the offense going forward. You know, after that great uh, week three performance, I I just think after that they just couldn't not utilize him. There's no way. He you can put the toothpaste, you know, back in the tube. And as a result, he actually led the running backs in snaps. So he had 60% of the snaps compared to Mostert's 43%. He had the highest opportunity share. It was only just he had 48% opportunity share compared to a 44% opportunity share for, for Mostert. But the rushing yards he had were vastly different. He had 101 rushing yards compared to Mostert's nine. And he had two touchdowns versus Mostert's none. His rushing efficiency was markedly better than Mostert with a 7.7 compared to Mostert's minus 6.8. And he actually finished as a running back five on the week. They're clearly scheming him up and I think they're enjoying having him um, in the offense and he's performing. So they're going to have to keep him on the field. Um, I do think he's here to stay, you know, and I think he's certainly going to get a great role here. But I do still think that Mostert and Jeff Wilson are definitely going to stay involved. Um, now, because he's explosive and, and speedy, I do think that ultimately he can outperform them and likely will. And I think there's a chance that he takes on the lead role ultimately. But as I say, I think Mostert and when Jeff Wilson is healthy, they may, well, they, they definitely will be working in there. But I do think it, you know, on this offense, which is extremely explosive and exciting, I don't think Achan needs, um, you know, a, a, a actual workhorse role to be an elite running back in fantasy. So I'm really, really excited to watch him and that whole backfield moving forward. I think at this point, Mostert's kind of value has, has peaked, and I think there's a chance now, you know, his his role will decline a little. Um, I think you've got to keep an eye if you've got Mostert on your team um, that his value, I think, is going to start 
start to drop. So I think if you wanted to sell him high, you may have just missed that opportunity. We discussed him in the um, uh, stars of the week and the, the top performers, but the next guy is Anthony Richardson. Like Everyone knows how athletic he is, and we could see that all from the combine. Um, but there were question marks about his ability to run a, a true NFL offense. He had, you know, I think it was 13 starts in college. He wasn't particularly experienced, but obviously he had a lot of the intangibles from an athleticism point of view. We knew he had great rushing ability, and that always gives them uh, QBs a chance to be top fantasy assets. But I think so far, you know, despite what we you know, knew of him, I think he's exceeded expectations even more. Um, you know, in the two games when he's actually completed a game, so he's played from start to finish, he's finished as a QB4 and the QB2. In each of these games, he's thrown for over 200 yards and he's had at least one rushing and one receiving touchdown. I think he's showing that he can command an offence and I think the scheme is absolutely perfect for him. I think Shane Steichen, you know, working with him, I think is fantastic because they know how to support, you know, he knows how to support a, a quarterback with his skills. But he's also shown that he can support fantasy relevant wide receivers. We've seen Michael Pittman be fantasy relevant for a few games this season. I think if you've taken him in rookie drafts and you've got him on your team, you have to be delighted. You know, he, he really, you know, his value is really looking great now um, as we start to see that he, you know, is performing at an elite level f from a fantasy perspective. I do think based on what we've seen so far, I think it's likely, you know, if he continues on this trajectory that he will be a, a fantasy QB one for years to come. The other guy I want to mention, because he had a really nice performance in week four, that's Michael Wilson, uh, the rookie, rookie wide receiver on the Arizona Cardinals. Like I said, with Josh Dobbs, I didn't really expect to be talking about Arizona in any sort of fantasy relevant way this this season. But this team is great. They're super feisty and they're playing hard. And, you know, they don't have loads of talent on each side of the ball, but but they're, you know, they're clearly bought in and, and they're playing hard. Unfortunately, that might mean that they're playing themselves out of Caleb Williams, but obviously they do have Kyler there, so maybe they're happy with, with him. There was some buzz around Michael Wilson this offseason, and we were hearing murmurs that the team really liked him, and he was playing himself into to quite a, a good role there. And he started week one, clearly as the wide receiver too, you know, as the, out, as the outside receiver opposite Hollywood Brown. In week two and three, he did lose a little bit of playing time to Zach Pascal. I think they kind of realised he was a rookie and just kind of stepped the foot off the grass with him a little bit. Then, of course, he exploded in week four, finishing as a wide receiver six on the week with seven receptions for 76 yards, which, of course, was helped by his two touchdowns. I do think, you know, he is a rookie wide receiver. He was taken later on in the draft, so I think... He might still be a bit volatile from a fantasy perspective, just based on this Cardinals offense as well. You know that they're performing really well at the moment, but they're still kind of lacking a bit of talent. So I think feisty, but they're going to have their ups and downs. But it's clear that he is earning himself a larger role in this offense, um, and I think you know he will continue to have some weeks of fantasy value while Stobbs is playing so well. So. Um, look forward to, to watching a bit more of what Michael Wilson can do going forward. So just before I go, don't forget week five, those bye weeks I did mention before, Chargers, Browns, Seahawks, Buccaneers, all on bye. So don't forget to switch those players out. 
don't want to be um, getting L's because you've forgotten to switch one out. Super excited to see how things go in week five and can't wait to catch up with you uh, next week to discuss some more players from a dynasty perspective, stock up, stock down, and of course our favourite segment, Rookie Watch. So until then, keep rushing. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.